Hey there, folks. So many games from So Nerdware. And we are proud to be the official place to get your LCP D&D merchandise. We also sell a huge array of clothing and accessories for the tabletop gamer. Head on down to SoNerdWear.com. SoNerdWear. It's what the nerds wear. And use the code LCP at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. SoNerdWear.com. Can't a guy just ever eat some soup? I'm sitting here in the crossing house trying to have a, a nice bowl of soup. I'm extremely tired, haven't slept in days it seems, after, you know, I died and, and all that, if you remember. Uh, hadn't even dipped my spoon in once. And Alivari comes in. Hey, Falk, uh, Igmit killed this guy that I had tied up. Um, and then, like, Tom comes in, like, uh, Hey, Falk, I resurrected Portnoy, who jumped off the fucking church and uh you know also i assaulted a, a woman in her home and then she shot igmit in the leg uh you know and then fucking uh the man in black comes in hey falk um it turns out the evil thing that you're looking for is a demon called a glabrazoo and now you owe me more favors and it's like gosh why does everybody have to come to me to solve all their problems? I, I just... I just don't understand. Um, anyways, of course, by the time that I get to my soup that was sitting in front of me, it's cold. Go figure. <sighs> well, anyway. Tom and Igmet are riding off into the desert to go find the orc camp to, to heal themselves. And, uh, Alivari and I are going to, um, go back to see the nuisance. I have a feeling that he can um, use his little puppy dog nose and sniff out this uh, Glabrazoo demon thing. So, uh, now you're all caught up. Enjoy the show. So yeah, um, uh, Alivari and Falk, you guys just uh, left the crossing house, and what were the things that you said that you wanted to accomplish first, and then are you going to take a night of rest before y'all head out? I would very much like to. Well, Alivari always needs her beauty sleep, um, <laughs> and she's, a f for some reason, she's a few hit points low. I don't know what happened, but, oh, it's probably from the fight with the doppelganger. I was about okay. to say, I think that's from the doppelganger. Yeah, we still haven't... Oh, okay, I'm placing us in time now. Got it. Yeah, this is all the same day. It's still the third day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We, I still yeah. haven't slept from like 36 hours ago. <laughs> right. Well, you haven't, yeah. Um, Except for the, the few moments where I was dead. <laughs> Huzzah! That was very restful. <laughs> Best sleep you can get. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nothing like a death save to make you really rested. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Tom wanted me to go visit Marie. Okay. Um, I don't really know why. <laughs> I mean, realistically, like, his explanation to me was there's something weird in her house, I think, basically. Right? That's about right. Yeah. Um, So I'm supposed to go talk to her, theoretically, if I feel like listening. Um, (laughs) Otherwise. Now, I would like to point out that he did use some demon girls um, in that conversation when you last saw him. And so keep that in mind when you're assessing whether or not you uh, want to go. (laughs) I know. Um, <laughs> I guess other than that, maybe like a hot bath and yeah, unless, I don't know. Is there anything that you need to do, Falk, other than sleep? Oh, I got a list. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the first thing that Falk is going to want to do is, uh, I need to go to the bank, go and see good old Mervin. Uh, Alivari, do you want to accompany him or are you just going to talk to Polly about that bath and kind of relax and whatnot before you guys are going to hit the old dusty trail. Well, I suppose if I'm going to be stuck with this guy, I should probably, you know, talk to him a bit before we hit the trail, just so I think I've seen folk in-game during the fight. By far the least. Yeah, like, we met briefly at the very beginning, and then there was the fight, and then he disappeared after he died. And that was it. Like, that's all I saw until just now in this conversation. Well, it makes a lot of sense why you like him then, because, or at least like him more than the other guys, because you've had very little interaction. So, you know, that stays. He he hasn't been able to piss me off yet. Right. Uh, I haven't lit myself on fire yet. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just have a meta conversation where we make fun of Brian for a while? Is that just... (laughs) Going to be the first 20 minutes of this, because that would be great. Yeah. Our ratings just skyrocket. Right. Brian's Um, at a unicorn birthday party. We just record an entire episode where we shit talk him. That is 100% true, by the way. He is not here today, and he he is at his niece's unicorn party. Or so he says is the reason why he's at a unicorn party. Well, at the very least, he doesn't take a very nice picture with a theoretical <laughs> unicorn hat. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, so I'll take this time to, like, if you want to see these kind of, you know, crazy pictures of Brian with a unicorn hat or, you know, these weird conversations we have, join our Discord. Exactly. Lots of fun. Okay, so um, I think I will probably just tag along and be like, hey, how are you? How's the fam? <laughs> Et cetera. Yeah, most definitely. You, uh, you are at the very least tertiarily aware of most of the people that were living here a year ago when you were last here. Okay. And so anybody that would be new to town, obviously, you wouldn't know. But anybody else, which is the majority of people, mm-hmm. you, you are at least... You know, you recognize their face. You may not know their name right off the top of your head, but yeah, for the most part. 
And so you guys start uh, heading across the town square then, and uh, you make your way south down that main thoroughfare where, you know, the, the Fillmore's general store is, that little blacksmithy shop, um, the stables, if you continue going further down uh, where the Winslows live and, you know, run their business, is further past the bank. But you can see the large concrete building that is the Fillmore's Crossing Bank. And uh, you guys walk inside and you notice that uh, that the two guards, if you recall, there was one kind of tall and kind of oafish looking one. And then there was kind of a skinnier, uh, shorter guy who's got like a pencil thin mustache and they're both holding scatter guns. But like their scatter guns are, um, are kind of slung over their back and they're packing things into crates. And you see um, Mervyn and Melvin are also like, they're gathering up papers and, uh, and they've got a bunch of different briefcases and bags and things like that. And you, you didn't see like a cart or a carriage out front, um, but it definitely looks like they are, they are packing their things. Mervyn, my man. <laughs> I'm back again, and uh, looks like I'm right in time. Um, um I, I guess if um, if why are you still in town? I thought. Oh right, right. You're you're here to. Your partner said that you were here to invest. I really wish you would have been truthful with me before. Well, anyway, that's beside the point. I, I suppose if you need one last transaction, that's fine. But we're getting out of here. We're we're done here. There is. Nothing here for us. Did you did you see that the 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 parade of 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 dead people? Um, yeah, I I saw it more than uh more than you could know. Um, so here's what I got, and um, <laughs> I, I reach into um like my um pocket or or whatever I would have to, and I lay out all my Imperium credits that I have on me. Um, you know, minus th- what I've swapped out for the 200 silver um, in the first episode, which I guess would be the fourth episode. <laughs> well, you have quite the pocket change. We never established that Alivari actually has money, but she's just been wandering the desert for a while, so I don't know why she would have any. Right. I mean, I feel like you probably have, like, maybe 10 or 15 gold pieces on you. Like, enough that you could buy some food and some drink in a room and kind of, you know what I mean? Not starve, but I, I definitely agree that you probably don't have... A whole lot. Right. So, we're going to say that you have you have 230 uh, anmarks, and so we will convert that to gold, which puts you at... Uh, 55 gold pieces. All right. Quite the conversion rate. (laughs) (laughs) It's not working out in my favor for what I have planned, so (laughs) hopefully this works out. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, uh, thank you, Mervyn, and, um, like, uh, yeah, take care on your way out of town. Um, it's probably good that you, that you're leaving out. Um, are all of you guys going together? Well, well, yeah. Um, um, we we we've made an agreement with the with the Winslows. Uh, they're they they're going to come with us, and 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 Bob here, and and we're we're just gonna 
we're just leaving. We're, we're taking out, they're going to provide the cart and the horses. We're going to provide the protection and, 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 and any, any sort of money that might need to, you know, grease some palms to get us to the Imperium. Because at the very least, you don't have to worry about as many monsters there. Or at least the monsters that you do have to worry about, you can see them and they come up front to your face. Ugh. Well, that's true. All right, so you're heading to Kensington? Well, first, yes, yes, and then we'll we'll be taking um, an airship into the Imperium. We'll, we'll 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 probably the Winslows will probably trade in their cart and their horses, and we'll we'll um well my son and I will buy our tickets and the tickets for. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I mean we have we have plenty of startup cash, so we shall see. Well, hey, uh, we're going to be heading that way tomorrow morning. Um, what time were you going to be leaving? Uh, we, we, we were going to leave as soon as humanly possible. Oh, okay. Well, um, if you feel like being a little bit safer for at least half of the journey, you might want to wait into the morning, and then um, you know we could accompany you until we at least get to get to that ravine. You see him kind of like lean over and whisper into his son's ear for a second, and his son kind of whispers back to him, and he goes, "So, so long as nothing." Funny, funny happens, you know. In the meantime, we'll we'll we'll, be, we'll wait. We'll wait. What, are you dawn? Are you planning on leaving out at dawn? Yeah, dawn. Yeah. Um, maybe even a little bit sooner, as soon as I can get um get this little thing. Uh, and I hold up the gauntlet that I made, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, as soon as this little bad boy gets around uh, eight hours of charge, then um then yeah, we'll be good to go. Okay. I would be more than happy to accompany you right now, but I would like him to have as much power as he can have. Right. No, I'm... Whatever is prudent, I, I suppose. And uh, and he, he goes back to, like, putting stuff into uh, bags and whatnot uh, if you guys aren't uh, conversing with him any further. Um, yeah, so uh, meet us in the, in the tavern of the Crossing House in the morning. Um, you know, probably even before sun, uh, sunrise. We'll meet you right in there. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. That I find that agreeable. We'll we'll see you in the morning, um, bright bright and early. Yep. Uh, oh, before I go, um, how was Track looking? Um, he was kind of in a weird place when we saw him last. He looks down at the ground, and you can you see him open up his mouth a couple of times to speak, and then he. Uh, he kind of gets silent again, and then he opens up his mouth again, and he says, Not, not well, if I'm being honest with you. Huh. What happened to Track? Well, uh, we kind of, uh, you know, chased him up onto the roof of the crossing house, and he was crawling around uh, on all fours, and... That was Track. Kind of did a spider climb off of the building, and it was kind of kind of weird that was a, mm, was quite the t- quite the way to come into town that's for sure is uh has anybody been able to look after him he, he he's with his mother I mean she's doing her best but he has been disagreeable and moody um to put it um lightly I say I mean it's understandable I'm not judging the young man like he he's been he's been through a lot um you know, it, it, I couldn't imagine grieving for the loss of your father and then finding out that your father is alive and then 
Well, I'm sure you know. Um, it's 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 a really unfortunate situation all around, and and I'll 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 be keeping him in my prayers. I'm I'm hoping that a change of scenery and environment will bring about a change. He he's not he's 15, you know. He 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 has a chance. He has a chance to lead a relatively normal life. But I don't think that's going to happen out here. Well, when I was 15, I was already running a tavern by myself, so I'm sure he will be just fine. I appreciate the sentiment, miss, and he kind of nods his head at you. Uh, take it easy, Murph. I'll uh, see you in the morning. Absolutely, and um, when you're uh, when you're walking past, you notice that... Uh, that Bob and Rick, uh, the two guards, they're <clears throat> they're going outside of the bank and bringing stuff back in because apparently it looked like they were, you know, moving things to the outside of it, and they're both kind of grumbling about it. And um, <laughs> Bob, the the large kind of oafish-looking dude, he looks over at you, fuck, and he just scowls. As though, like, you are the sole reason that he has to do this extra work, and he's very <laughs> upset about it. <laughs> uh, um, I just kind of, um, you know, nod to him as I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an extra nap. You'll get some good sleep. It'll be good for you. Oh, head out. Uh. Alright, Falk, what's what's next? So, um, as I'm walking out, um, I'm sort of counting through the gold and then, like, kind of got my eyes rolled up into the top of my head, like, um, darting back and forth, trying to figure out exactly how this is all gonna work, and, um, I'm like, uh, well, uh, first thing, um, I gotta go by the blacksmith and, um, check the price of something. All um, right. On the way there. Um, so what was your, your bar called? Oh, it was my mama's. Uh, my mama's. That's a kind of uh, strange <laughs> bar name, but I'm, I'm sure it's pretty popular. No, she called it the Flamin' Succubus. It was kind of a joke. All right. <laughs> uh, well, she went around as a human while she was there. But it attracted the right kind of crowd, if you know what I mean. No, I'm sure it did. But she's she was really good at, at bringing in all of the all of the best performers, and I got to learn quite a bit from all of them. Cause you know, well, I motioned to myself, I I couldn't actually you know go to school, uh, cause they they don't allow my type into the schools of in Popport, but uh. I learned a lot from all of the talent that she brought through. Yeah, trust me, the the schools there are grossly overrated. I mean, just look at Tom. (laughs) Well, if Tom went to school, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't in there with him. Not going to lie. I mean, I I went there too, but you know me, I'm just always sort of a prodigy anyway. Kind of doing my own thing. (laughs) A prodigy at what? Uh, all, all sorts of things. Um, you know, I, I was top of my class at the 
in the academy getting into the Imperium or into the FIA. Is that so? So, uh, what kind of classes did you have to take? Um, you know, all sorts of classes on investigation, on uh, profiling, on uh, chemical compositions of what have you, uh, arcane stuff, all, all sorts of things. Um, you know, over the years, it's kind of been in the one ear out the other. Like when when you're not really focused on using a lot of that stuff, it goes away. But um, the stuff that's relevant, you hold on to. Well, that makes sense. Like that uh, thing on your arm. What what exactly is that? Oh, this. <laughs> and I kind of um, <laughs> like kind of lift it up and like move my fingers around in it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's mainly just a uh, arcane focus for um using energy that uh just like the backpack i had before it it takes energy from the weave and is able to condense it into like a a form that can be focused into actual spells and uh i see it's it's pretty pretty sweet um it's a lot better than the one i had in my pack i mean that thing's been going good for a long time but um suddenly clicked to me one day on a few ways I could make it better. It's a lot lighter. I can just wear it on my arm rather than carrying around that fucking thing. <laughs> and a lot less bulky. Well, now you'll have room to carry all your other stuff. You won't have to have Igmet pull it around for you. Well, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it seems to be a bit of an odd pairing, you guys, from the uh, Imperium coming out here with a, a half orc <laughs> you're telling us <laughs> i mean uh not even a week ago we were busting vampires in farport and even that was the craziest case we ever had vampires are definitely something you don't want to get mixed up with yeah i broke into a vampire day in one time i thought i was gonna be real sneaky and and take some of their uh their loot um it didn't work out so well <laughs> I I escaped, but I, I wouldn't recommend trying it again. No, they're definitely uh, definitely pretty pretty intense, especially if they take control of you. Ugh! All of a sudden, like all the um, sort of happiness that was in his face like a few moments ago just kind of goes away. It it sounds like you've maybe had some personal experience. Yeah. Well, we're here at the blacksmith, and I <laughs> walk in. <laughs> well, what what are you looking for? Um, I s- kind of look around. Is the the actual blacksmith kind of near the front? Yeah. So the first thing that you notice about this guy is that um, his hands uh, are like he's not working on anything currently. He's just kind of standing um, at a countertop, and it looks like he's sketching something, maybe. But, like, without even a perception check, his hands are very gnarled and kind of disgusting-looking. Like, they're, like it seems as though they were severely injured at one point. And, uh, but he's, he's just got out, a, like, a large piece of uh, vellum that he's you know, got a piece of charcoal and he's just sketching something out and he looks over at you and he goes, Evening! How can I help you? Oh, well, um... Uh, can can I see what he was drawing? 
Uh, why don't you make me a perception check? You can too if you'd like, Elavari. Sure. That was a 16 plus 1, 17. Okay. That's a 19. So, you can actually, you guys can both actually see that uh, this is some sort of like a wheeled, like it's basically a four-wheeled cart, but it's got some sort of an, it's got some sort of like a coal-fired engine on top of it, and like this long rod pointing out the front of it. And at the end of the rod, it looks kind of like a flathead screwdriver almost. All right. Um, uh, Good engineer in there, by the way. Um, I, I kind of pat my uh, my stuff and everything, and I'm like looking around, and I realize that I don't have the the thing I need for him on the. Um, I'm like, I'll be right back, and I quickly run outside to um, to Donnie the donkey, and I get um, Boris's uh, right-handed gauntlet off of it, and then run back in. <laughs> Wait, oh, because you're using only the left-handed one, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, um, I lost my head there. Didn't think. Um, so this thing here, uh, a very important friend of mine, um, lost the other one, and I kind of hide the the gauntlet that I have behind my back. <laughs> Why don't you make me a sleight of hand check? Okay. Oh, fifteen, and let me see what my sleight of hand is. Sleight of hand. Oh, plus three, eighteen. Um, you, you managed to hide it fairly quickly, actually, um, and you don't think that he, he fully is able to notice, um, what, uh, it is, and he says, I, I would, I would love to work on something else, but, um, Mr. Fillmore has me trying to design something, and... I don't think it's possible, that's not your trouble. Um, it, it might be a little while before I'd be able to make you something like this. It's just, it's, I, I have a lot on my plate right now. Um, would, would that be all right? I mean, I, I can I can make it for you. That's that's not a trouble, but it, it, so it, it might be a little bit. How long of a, of a trouble would it be? Depends if I, it depends if I can figure out how to engineer shit over fucking night. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm what? I'm a little frustrated with the entire situation, and I this is this isn't your worry. I I sincerely apologize for for using rude language, especially in front of a lady. My sincerest <laughs> apologies. I don't fucking care what you say, sir. It's fine. <laughs> he he kind of like his mouth drops open for a second, and then after a few more moments, he kind of laughs and says, "Well, shit. All right. That's good to know." <laughs> So what exactly are you trying to do? That's got you so frustrated. Trying, trying to build a fucking auto hammer. I've never, I've never made anything powered by steam ever. And Elmer comes in here and says that he wants to start replacing the miners in the new mines. Something about something being in there, and he needs something that can do digging without needing folk there the whole time. And this is what he told me I gotta build him. And I got no fucking clue of where to even start. Well, it looks like you got... Uh, uh, so does that part out front, what does that do? Well, it's, it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to kind of oscillate back and forth. It's like a pick. 
Yeah. Yeah. It jams into the rock and breaks parts off and jams in again and over and over. Well, that sounds like you got a really good start, and I would like to give him some bardic inspiration. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Okay. So, basically, right after you say that, he goes, Holy shit! I have an idea! And he runs over to, um, to the wood stove that is, uh, like, in the corner of his, of his thing, and he, like, starts... He starts just hacking off pieces of it with his hammer, like, or not hacking off, but just knocking off pieces of it and like, and he's sort of investigating it and looking at it and he goes, I might, I really might be able to fucking do this. He's worried about his language with the lady president, but isn't um, ashamed at all to go hacking off right in front of her. <laughs> well, he's building something that shoves something into a hole over and over again. I mean... <laughs> He plans to call it the Cybian machine. Um, oh, wow, that was bad. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so while I'm trying to describe what I need, um, do you mind if I take a look at your, your blueprint there? I might be able to help you. I'm, I'm sort of an engineer myself. And I kind of make the Willem Dafoe face as I say that. By, by, by all means. I, uh, yeah, please, please do. And... Um, and he uh, he kind of stops what he's doing and uh, immediately goes to investigating your uh, the right-handed gauntlet. And he's kind of investigating it for a little bit, and you're over at the table and looking at the design, and uh, he, he kind of notices your gauntlet for a second, and he goes, Now, I know this isn't any of my business at all, but uh, could you be possibly replacing that other one because you're using the other one? I, I give him a, um, a, a smile and a wink. <laughs> fair, fair enough, friend. Um, you want me to distress it a little bit so it looks the same? Uh, yeah, that, that'd be great. I mean, well, we kind of need to figure out the, ch the charge first. Um, but, uh, so going over, um... Your friend, the, your the lady blooper. friend, she's my muse, and, and I cannot buy... I can't rightly charge y'all for this. I mean, El I'm going to be in Elmer's good graces for a minute because of this. Y'all just saved my bacon. I just wink at Falk. <laughs> he looks over. <laughs> when I'm looking over to the, des the design, can I uh, figure out if there's like any sort of um, like flaws to it or whatever that I would be able to take advantage of if we ever needed to fight this thing? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, um roll your tinkerer thing that we talked about. So that would be your intelligence and your proficiency. All right. Well, that's an eight plus two plus three. So not looking good. 13. So one of the things that you do notice right away is just the fact that it's basically going to be sitting on a cart makes it vulnerable because all of those wheels or the axles are definitely going to be weak points, especially with how heavy this machinery is going to be on top of it. And you personally, looking at the design, would probably make the axles at least twice as thick as what uh, what he is planning on. But uh, other than that, it seems like a fairly solid design and you would have trouble figuring out any way to improve it. But as at the same time though, you do notice that like, that he literally just has 
an area that just says steam engine and it's sort of a circle. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, I think I think Falk probably would know a little bit about steam engines, don't you? I, I believe so, yeah. And so, like, you could probably kind of give him the basics on making a steam a steam engine if you would like. Oh yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah, and so yeah, he he is especially planning on not charging you guys for that gauntlet then because oh cool. you guys are probably his new best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I explained the intricacies of. Um, of, of steam engines with him and everything and and even go as far as to like talk about like different uh, methods of um, creating the steam whether it be like you know something mundane like coal or uh, maybe even something sort of arcane based and stuff Elevari is going to be super bored <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I'm just gonna like sit in the corner and start playing my fiddle just for kicks because I've got nothing else to do okay <laughs> you you notice that the blacksmith is kind of bobbing his head to the music as he's <laughs> listening and and working on things and he he really seems to take a shine to you at this point um but folk one of the things that you do notice about him kind of moving around and stuff is his dexterity in his hands are not it, it's not quite as as good as you would expect for somebody that works with their hands all the time um, yeah, I noticed you, you kind of, kind of moving around a little tight there. Is that because of the, and I point to his injury? Yeah, ever since, uh, ever since that porcupine fucker got me. I, I look over at, uh, Alivari as soon as he says it with my eyes really wide. Do I know what Nuisance looks like? Or anything about him? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So I'm just going to take this look and be like, what? <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> uh, Fiddle on. <laughs> what, what happened with the, with the porcupine thing? It, he got all riled up and was talking about some chosen or something. And he was in, he was, he had some sort of a box in his hands. Um, and and I, I, I thought that it might have been some of my stuff, and so I went to take it, and and he freaked out. And all these barbs came out of him, and, and well, and he holds up his hands and kind of gives you a really good uh, glimpse of them. And, I mean, there is just deep puckered scarring all over them. Uh, how long ago did this happen? Uh, it... It's been a while. I mean, since he was run out of town, I think uh, if you want to know, go talk to Portnoy. He's uh, he was he was he was the fucking chosen. Yeah. Or maybe um, no, maybe it was Pastor Breakfast. Maybe Pastor Breakfast was the. I don't, it all it all runs together. That thing was weird. I, you know, I it's 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 hard to keep straight. Uh, what did the box look like? Um, he describes like a, an ornate looking box and you immediately recognize it. It's the one from Farport, isn't it? Oh no, it's actually the box that the Deck of Many Things was in. 
Oh, okay, that one. Okay. Um, I try my best to like hide my face change as he describe, uh, describes the box. Why don't you go ahead and uh, make me a deception check at advantage because he likes you a lot. Good thing <laughs> yeah. there was advantage there. Still didn't help me out a lot, but uh, let's see. Uh, deception. So an eight plus four, 12. He kind of makes a weird face at you for a second and then just kind of shakes his head and uh, awaits any more questions that you might have. Um, so uh, you thought that he had grabbed this box from, from your stuff? He, he said something about getting it from a corpse or... I don't know. I mean, it's... That thing, it lied. It, 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 it was invasive. I can't even I can't even begin to tell you about all of the trouble that that little shit caused over all his time here. What were uh, some of the things it lied about? Well, he was he was giving us all prophecies, and I mean, I guess maybe he didn't lie because he did say that that something from beyond was gonna. Well, it was going to terrorize the, ta- the town, but, I mean, we all know that it could be in the water, you know? It, it could be the water that made all the, them bodies come up, you know? I mean, we don't know. And, and he looks very panicky at this point. Like, actually, roll me an insight check, uh, Falk. 14 plus 4, so, uh, 18. You kind of get the feeling that he's thought about leaving before, and... Maybe there's something that isn't letting him or or is keeping him here, but he's he's still very torn about the situation. So, uh, oh, I, I haven't even asked your name. How how rude of me. Um, I'm Falk, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he goes, he holds out his hand and he, uh, he uh, shakes yours and he goes, I'm Octavius, but uh, most people just call me Tavi. Um, well, that's a gorgeous cool. name. I love it. My mom, was a, my mom was a school teacher and she did a lot of reading and I'm, I'm, I'm named after some hero from the storybooks or something. I don't know. Why, sure. I know that song. And I'm going to start playing the uh, Legend of Octavius. All right, and you do that. And he actually, <laughs> he kind of seems a little bit emotional um, about it. Like, he he just seems a little bit nostalgic. You know what I mean? Like, just a little sure. bit, uh, you know, just stares like off for a mom used to sing this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, uh, when you get done, he kind of looks at you and says, I ain't heard that song in a long time, miss, and I really appreciate it. Sure, I ain't got nothing better to do sitting over here watching you guys work. Uh, I, I, I apologize that you're bored. No, I, I love to play. It's I'm just glad to have a, an audience as receptive as you are. I'm Alivare, by the way. And he uh, holds out his hand to shake yours just the same, but he doesn't bother to introduce himself because obviously you know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so, uh, Octavius, uh, I'm going to be straight with you. Um, that thing that did that to your hand, uh, 
we are actually going to go get that thing and bring it to town tomorrow. So I don't want you to be surprised when that happens. I mean, obviously, it's going to take some time to get down there and back and everything. But um, And there's like a record scratch sound from the fiddle <laughs> as I hear this. <laughs> what? Why in the fuck would you do that? Here's the thing. I believe that that is going to be the thing that lets us know what is going on here. Ernie fucking Christ. I don't think he was lying. Uh, I don't know exactly what sent him here, but in his mind, he he's trying to protect all this bad stuff from happening, and um, he's, uh, as you know, pretty simple-minded, and uh, needs a little help in that direction. But um, there's some things that we need to do, me and the other investigators that you've seen, that um, he can help with, I believe. And I just wanted to be upfront with you on that. And if you think that you ought to leave town, um, maybe that's not a bad, a bad idea. I mean, I'm going to be taking some people halfway to Kensington, basically, to that thing's uh, front doorstep in the ravine down there. If you want to join them, you can. I mean, like, you know, I would love to be able to get you to make that gauntlet, but if you fear for your safety, then, you know, it's the right thing to do to help you get out. Falk, do you have any idea what Elmer Fillmore would do to me if I just skipped town right now? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if an army could protect me. Uh, I'm kind of on Elmer's uh, shit list, too, so... Um, but, you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm really not afraid of guys like him. I mean, I am, but I'm, I'm really not. Like, uh, Well, that makes one of us. I, I'm here to protect people. Let's just say we know how to handle it. <laughs> okay, well, that makes two of us out of three. Because I'm terrified of that man. Maybe, you know, when in my youth I could have taken on one or two, but I ain't much with a, with a six-gun. You know, I can... I can repair them, but I'm pretty good at swinging hammers. It's what I do. And so I'm going to probably keep doing that until until fate says that I can't anymore and Ernie takes me home. So uh, let me ask you something. You and the, the other townsfolk, um, how many are like really in with Fillmore like for the sake of really being in with them? They, they like being a part of his... His sort of group and in the in crowd back when he was still married to marie i mean she loved that shit she walked around with her nose 16 feet in the air talking down to everybody scowling and glaring and spitting at folk rebecca let it go to her head a little bit too you know spending so much time with fillmore i think i think there's something going on between them two you ever you ever met uh Pete's daughter? Or Patrick's daughter. I'm sorry, Patrick's daughter. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'd seen her walking around. Uh, hadn't really had much interaction with her. Um, you know, hung around with the uh, with her brother, you know, the, the deputy, quite a bit. Um, and, and her old man, uh, quite a bit too, uh, after the other day. Um, so, um, which actually ended in this morning. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
I haven't really spent much time with with her per se. Um, but what I'm getting at is, uh, I know that he's got at least um, six hired uh, guards, to use the term lightly, that that work for him and are, um, you know, basically doing his dirty work uh, at all times and guarding his place. It. What I'm getting at, maybe you and, and the other townsfolk, if you're not going to be leaving, ought to start thinking of um, making a posse of your own that that know you know where your true um, true loyalties lie, like a sort of militia or something. Falk, I appreciate the sentiment, and I, I really do, but I mean it's it's women folk, it's children. And then a fuckload of miners that get paid by this man. Excuse me, women folk. I can take my shoe and put it through your eye at any point. I am sure there are some women folk around here who would be more than willing to help you. Well, that that was that was really ominous for <laughs> no reason at all. Um, uh, I'm just saying. I don't think I care for you as much as I used to, but that's okay. Um, you don't put down the women folk. They are the ones that will lift you up, and they are the ones that can bring you down. Miss, I didn't, I didn't mean any offense to you. I just, I was raised a certain way, and I, I apologize. All right, I, I. I'm just saying. And he, he kind of just sighs and takes a deep breath, and like. <laughs> Shakes his head. I, I think you're taking her the wrong way. I, you know, she's like really inspiring confidence uh, that you can do this. Um, and, and look, <laughs> it's just feel, something to think about. I don't feel about. super confident about it. I feel like she just threatened to put a shoe in my eye, and that that feels <laughs> that feels pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, but just imagine her on your side going against. You film. just said y'all are leaving, so clearly she's not. For just a couple days, for just a couple, and and you know these things they don't happen instantly. I'm just putting the seed in the in the ground, waiting for it to uh, germinate. Have you seen what Miss Polly can do? She can slam back all that alcohol and keep moving. I bet if you put a hammer or a sword in her hand, she would probably take out those guards by herself. Yeah, and you know her little littlest, the the little girl, fucking killed the guy. So have y'all have y'all ever yeah. been to a hanging? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've seen quite a few. Um, you know, uh, quite many of them were were folks that uh, I brought to the stocks myself. Um, you know, through my work. You know, yeah. as a investigator for the FIA. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Tim Comerfield and some of his friends. <laughs> All right, writing that down, Tim Comerfield. They wanted a raise. They went down to the mansion and they demanded it. And all of a sudden they go inside to talk and they're coming back out and all these boys are in handcuffs. Every single one of them. Fillmore says they attacked him and he hanged every single one of them in the town square individually how many was that six 
See, what I'm getting at is a lot more than six, buddy. But you know what? We don't have to, to go back and forth on this. Um, you know, the seed's been planted. It seems like you're not really for it. That's fine. You know, I, I was just trying to give you options. Um, I'm just scared, it, man. I'm just scared. I, I get like, it. I'm not trying to... I, I, I went up into that man's house alone the other day while my friend was lighting himself on fire That's outside. That's fucking stupid, and I do not recommend that, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I know what you're talking about. He's a very imposing man. And, um, you know, me and my companions are trying our best to not only take care of the supernatural things that are going on in this town, but, um, you know, we kind of want to take care of some other things, too. You didn't hear that from me. And I kind of wink at him and shake his hand. There's a reason I like you, boys. All right, well, I'll, I'll think about it. I, that's the best I can do. Is that okay? Oh, it's more than okay. That's all, all, I, would, uh, all I would ask. All right. I'll, I'll see y'all in a couple days, and I'll have your gauntlet done. Um, by the way, can I see your injured hand real quick? Yeah, he holds, uh, he holds them out for you. And for some reason, I don't know why I take it in my, and why I even asked it, but as soon as it's in my hand, like, all of a sudden, like, um, I almost start to fall back with the rest of my body, and my eyes, like, kind of, uh, start glowing, and, um, this white light comes out of my hand that's, uh, touching his, and I cast, uh, Cure Wounds, and does it do anything? You see that he, um... Like, he kind of wiggles his hands around a little bit, and it seems like they're moving a little bit more freely. But you suspect that that's not going to last more than a day or two? Like, you, you think that you'd have to use more powerful magic to actually repair them. Uh, and when it, when it ends, I make no sort of acknowledgement that I, that I even did anything. And I kind of okay. pull my hand back like I didn't even, like, why am I touching this other man kind of thing. He, uh, he looks at you and he goes... Mister, I don't know who you are, but I I think that y'all two y'all two might save this town. Yeah, I mean that's all all we can try to do, you know, and and people can only do their uh their best. Uh it was good seeing you, Octavius. Um yeah, hang on to the to the gauntlet, I guess, if you're gonna be sticking around in town and, and you know, if you can work on it, do. You know, and you see the other guy walking around. He's kind of dresses goofy and like has a weird accent. Um, that's who this is for. Like he, he's from a far away place where they still use you know shit like that. You'll um, have to be a bit a more specific. You also have Tom and Igmit running around out there. I mean, they <laughs> they don't have near the kind of accent that uh, that Boris has. Oh, Boris, all right. <laughs> you had me confused. <laughs> that's that's that feller that's been running around with the deputy, right? Yeah, the, the deputy's deputy. Yeah, that, that would be him. Deputy, deputy. <laughs> and he uh, kind of laughs. and But he you notice, though, that he has not stopped flexing his hands since you've, since, uh, you've kind of healed them a little bit like he's still kind of in disbelief and just staring down at them and just 
and just doing, you know, just doing things with them. Not, not really anything more than mundane things, you know, making fists, squeezing them tight, and then like individually moving his fingers, like. And he looks, he looks happy, but also concerned. And I, I just kind of give him a quick, uh, like, wave and and walk out the door. All right. If you all want to hear uh, that song again, I'll be playing tonight before I go to bed. If you want to swing by. Yeah, I, I just might do that, miss. Um, thank you kindly. I look forward to seeing you. And, and then I'll leave. You guys head out? Yep. What's the next thing on the agenda then? Uh, so, yeah, next uh, I was just going to get a shave and, um, you know, kind of get cleaned up a little bit at the, the barbershop there. Well, I don't exactly need a shave. I, uh, I'll just head back and take a bath, if that's all right. All right, take care. All right. Um, so I'm going to start with Alivari then. And so you make your way back to the, um, the crossing house, and somehow Miss Polly is still behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> this woman has the endurance. Like- just oh, a wow. fucking tank, dude. Just a fucking <laughs> tank. Like, she is just an, F- an M1 Abrams just behind that bar, a stalwart. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> Amazing. It would take a nuclear weapon to remove her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she, she greets you as you walk in, and um, you notice that there's been a shift change because there's different miners in the in the normal corner. You also do notice, though, that the man in black is up on uh, on the dais and sitting on a stool, and he's playing a song. Ha ha! Fuck you, Brian. Um, <laughs> um, and but other than that, you don't see really anybody else of note. Let's say that it's like, let's say that it's like three o'clock in the afternoon right now. That would make sense because we ended at one last time. So, right. Okay. Um, I'll nod to Miss Polly. Um, is she the one who normally draws the paths, or I don't know. Um, I- you could talk to her. Uh, you know that you can talk to anybody, but she'll probably send one of her daughters to go do it, either Sylvia or Andrea. Do I see them around? You don't, as a matter mm. of fact, which is kind of odd. That is kind of weird. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go up to the uh, the bar and talk to Miss Polly then. Hello, Miss Polly. I'm, I'm surprised you're still standing. Alvari... You know that it takes way more to put a Jorgensen down. Well, that's for sure. You guys, uh, all you gals are just amazing. I, I love the service you provide for us. Uh, and if I could avail you of uh, a nice hot bath. Absolutely. I will. And she kind of like opens her eyes wide for a second and then squints when she's looking at you. (laughs) And she goes, I will go and get Andrea post haste. And she starts, uh, (laughs) she starts walking towards the front door, pauses, and then turns towards the stairs. 
and like tries to make it look like that's exactly what she meant to do and starts marching up the <laughs> stairs and then she uh, she kind of reappears back down at the bottom of them um, maybe 15 minutes later or so and she goes uh, give her 10 minutes or so you want a drink while you're waiting? Uh, I'll take one show. Yeah, that would be great. She, uh, she puts two shots on the, on the bar top and she closes one eye, lifts up the whiskey and starts pouring it into either a uh, shot glass and then hands you one and picks up the other one and kind of holds it in the air. And she goes, uh, cheers. Cheers to, to making your way downtown. To making your way downtown, <laughs> walking fast. Trains go past, and I'm homebound. And she takes it back. And <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the song I was going for. <laughs> and I shoot it back. I had just gone to, straight to Dukes of Hazard, but yeah, your way was better. <laughs> um, and then um, while I'm waiting, I'll go up to, to Hard Wyatt. Is he just strumming or is he playing a song song I think he probably he just finished playing uh, playing a song song and now he's just kind of doing like the the interstitial strumming that he normally does in between like playing actual songs where he's just kind of coming up with futzing around and yeah exactly he's doing some uh, Czechoslovakian throat singing (laughs) 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 have fun learning that Brian (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he that's when nods you throw in some you. free sounds, right? <laughs> from the editing mix. <laughs> anyway, and he goes, "Miss, I, I hadn't seen you around before, so, uh, so I'm surprised that uh, you, you're still around. I figured you would have headed out after our conversation. Things around here are far too interesting to just." pack up and leave if you catch my meaning well that's the truth i should have been on an airship home for a couple days ago well actually no it's only been a day hasn't it yeah Yeah, basically i should have left yesterday um i was just gonna stop in and and have a good rest before i headed back to fireport but whoo these whoo after that zombie encounter that was something else were you around for that I heard tell, and uh, let's just say that I'm kind of hoping that I can learn that spell too. Ha ha! He kind of winks at you and like gives you a wry smile. <laughs> well, it it does help to be able to raise things after they've died. Well, especially that many at once. That's a that's a trick mm. and a half. No kidding. That was quite the fight. But you said that we would be able to play together at some point. That's true. Will you be around this evening? I can be. I've been meaning to talk to your uh, friend Falk anyway, because I think it's time that I call in that favor. Ah. Yeah. If they have favors to pay, they they should pay up, that's for sure. Well, uh, I will... Nah, you go ahead first, miss. I apologize no. for interrupting. 
<laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just appear out of nowhere and, and come play. You can interrupt me. It's fine. I, I love a good bard, even if he's a bit extra magical. And then I like touch my horns, kind of like uh, seductively. <laughs> <laughs> So I was trying to figure out if you said bard or bod, and now I th- I'm thinking I know which one. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of he kind of blushes a little bit. Uh, it's not he doesn't turn like deep deep red or anything like that, but you definitely see a little bit of color kind of come to his cheeks, and he sort of looks down at his feet and uh, and continues playing and says, "Well, uh, hopefully y'all find." Uh, find my favor to be agreeable, but we'll talk about it tonight. Falk should be here before I mention nothing. Well, that sounds like a plan. I'd love to get a song with you. Maybe before the favor? That'd be alright. Excellent. Now, if you don't mind, I need to go get naked. And I'll just walk away. He definitely blushes a lot more this time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like his his full <laughs> face is definitely beat red this time. Excellent. <laughs> and then I assume my my bath is ready, and I'll just go. Yep. Yeah. And thing. so I'm gonna cut over to Falk then. Falk, you are walking up to the barber shop. Before I walk in, uh, I go, uh, "Oh shit!" And then I uh, turn around and run all the way back to the uh, blacksmith, and kind of uh, burst through the door really quick and. Um, Go up to Octavius, and I'm like, uh, oh, so before you asked if you wanted to have the, uh, new gauntlet kind of aged to match the, the old one, how about do it the opposite? How about polish up the old one and have them both look, like, super duper nice, like, you know, good finish? I mean, yeah, I, c- I can do that. That's, that's fine. You're the man. And I kind of point to him and, like, go and wink and do that kind of thing and, um, walk out of there. And go back to the um, to the barber. All right. So when you walk in, the building looks a lot bigger than the room that you go into immediately because there's just one chair. There's a large mirror and sort of just a, a basin next to the chair. And it looks like, you know, you can kind of... Uh, and there's water in the basin. And you see a very... A very clean-shaven man. Um, he's got these long sideburns that are that are freshly combed down, but like they come they come clear down to his Adam's apple. Like he's got you know those those. Uh, is it Martin Van Buren or is it Rutherford B. Hayes yeah. that has the probably both he's, of them? He, uh, <laughs> he's got the Martin Van Buren kind of chops going on, and then everything else is incredibly clean-shaven, and he's got like pomade in his black hair. Um, and it sort of like is slicked back and parted at the, at the right side of his head. And, you know, you can see his scalp. It's parted so neatly. And, uh, he says, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, hi there. Um, Falk Smolder. You may have seen me running around town and, you know, killing zombies and shit. Um, which explains why I'm such a mess. I'd like to get a, uh, are you from the Imperium? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> Was the accent your first guess? <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence! 
Yeah, Farpoint. Uh, I'm trying to meet from. somebody else that knows some things about cities. These people out here, they don't know much about culture, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, what, what city? Oh, um... <clears throat> I'm... I'm from, uh... <laughs> Fuck you, Chris, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I have to turn a page now. <laughs> Hold on. Springfield. This perhaps? is literally the only page that I've never used out of my notebook. Because <laughs> this is the last person in this uh, town that you guys haven't talked to. Hold on, sorry, it's gonna take me a second. I have way too many pages at this point. All right, we're making up a new city. I'm too lazy. A new water deep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we will call it... Fandalini. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, we're gonna call it, uh, we're gonna call it New Haven. Jacksonville. <laughs> hey, wait, it's what? New Haven. New Haven. New, from New like Haven. Like the city in Connecticut. Yeah. All right. Oh, New Haven. Yeah, I, I've been through there a few times. Uh, nice place. You sound like you're from Farpoint. Oh, yeah, I, I said that about three seconds ago, um, which is not a good idea. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking to get, uh, you know, shaving uh, and a trim. All right, I can help you with that. And uh, he, he turns his chair around for you, and uh, you sit down in it, and he starts to, he starts to place towels sort of around your, your neck and stuff. It doesn't seem as though he has, like, any sort of a cape like would normally be used in Farport or any of the cities in the Imperium. And uh, he goes, are we keeping the mustache or are we shaving it off? Oh, we're definitely keeping the mustache. No! What? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were the only two in here. Oh, I, I got a weird creak in this chair. Sometimes when you sit in it, it just makes an ooh sound. Don't let it scare you, though. It's just the chair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, we're the worst. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, what was his name, by the way? I don't know. I couldn't find the page. I know page. I introduced myself. It was what? I couldn't find the page. Um, oh. This is... This is Maximilian. Oh, nice. Max hyphen, uh, hyphen million. And what, it, you, should, you should please make sure that you ask him what his sister's name is at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're from New Haven. Uh, um, what's your sister's name? <laughs> well, it's Muffy, of course. One of the most popular names in New Haven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. It's gone off the rails so quickly. <laughs> it, is that like with an I-E or, or a Y or, or maybe just an I? Well, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. And he... <laughs> That's your he sister, you back. sick fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, she's kind of unpleasant. That's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I'm just busting your balls there. So, you being a barber and all, um, 
I, I bet you're the man to come to for all the, all the, all the gossip, all the uh, sordid relationships going around and everything. Well, uh, if you promise to keep it between you and me, oh, of course. And uh, I'm gonna write a book about these, uh, these <laughs> fucking simpletons, and it's gonna make me a oh. lot of money. Oh, nice. How how many pages you got so far? Well, mostly I've just been keeping notes. I, I haven't really started writing the novel, but we're going to get around to it. So, uh, I, I bet you got some, uh, some, some crazy shit cooked up with all the stuff that's been going around lately. Oh, yeah, people exploding? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> well, I've considered packing up my things, but at the same time, Elma Fillmore is going to make a wonderful hero for my novel. Yeah, <laughs> Is that the case? Um, so, so who's the villain? Well, Jethro Gottfried, of course. Doing everything in his power to make sure that this town can't make enough money to stay alive. Elma Fillmore was the lifeblood and still is the lifeblood of this town. And it's a real shame that some folk don't, uh, don't give him the respect that he deserves. Yeah, it's a, it's a damn shame. Um, you know, I mean, you ever, how could you, you not You ever hear be... about his crazy-ass wife? Well, ex-wife, I should <laughs> say at this point. Well, his, his oh, yeah. current wife is pretty crazy too. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, the, the ex-wife she she kind of put a few holes in my uh, companions there, right in the, you know, right outside your door, basically the other day. If you didn't notice, I'm sure you wrote it down. Oh, that was you, folk. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's just say that your religious friend is kind of an idiot. <laughs> I just I laugh in character too <laughs> and it takes me a long time to recover by the way and it's like getting in the way of him like trying to put the the foam on my face and all that <laughs> I see you're quite aware of his penchant towards foolishness oh yeah yeah um there's there's no getting around it. It's a, it's a straight up character flaw. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd love to be able to excuse it in some way. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's much of an excuse for him. I mean, breaking into somebody's house and then continuing to argue with them after they tell him to leave. That's a, that's a pretty big character flaw, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, when he doesn't have anybody else with him, I really don't know how that man wipes after he poops. I mean, just, he's got to mess that up somehow, too. Anyways, um, so, like, you, you mentioned, like, these uh, exes of Fillmore's and stuff. Uh, what do you think of them? Well, Ingrid was a nice lady at first, but, well, she killed all of her children, and... Yeah, that that's pretty bad. I don't find that to be such a nice lady anymore. It, it It's, I mean, I shouldn't be saying this, it's an investigation, but, you know, you and me, we got a rapport going. Um, it, it's kind of looking like she might have been possessed. By what? An extreme desire to get away from the most powerful man? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, I was thinking maybe something that would have animated uh, about a hundred dead bodies and set them into the, the town the other night. He kind of stops for a second, and he spins the chair around so that he can lock eyes with you for a second, and he goes... That was real. Uh, yeah. Uh, very real. There's no way. No way, sir. I... No. That's... That's not possible. That kind of stuff is not real. 
All right, that's children's fairy tales told in the Imperium for 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 profit, I assume, or to 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 keep children to behave. That that there's no way that that actually happened. The dead don't just rise out of their graves. Uh, I kind of give that uh <laughs> that look that Thor gives to um. Banner and Thor Ragnarok. The <laughs> Listen, I'm not one of those people that you know believes in a lot of this mumbo jumbo. Like I, I, I'm not a worshiper of Ernie because he doesn't exist. There's no such thing. And you just have to realize that a lot of folks are very gullible. I'm not one of them. Um. So uh. Uh, so you don't you don't believe in in magic at all? Well, well, no. It, 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 I mean, we know that at one point it existed, I, I suppose, but it, there's no such thing anymore. Um, I, I look around his barbershop. Is there anything that looks like kind of uh, kind of cheap and replaceable? Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a bunch of uh, of vases that you know have are like kind of decorative ones, like. Um, on a shelf, just kind of a bunch of different colors to sort of add a little bit of decoration, and everything else looks like they're actual things that he would use for his job or for um, like his living. Like you know, there's a wood stove and other stuff like that, and but that that um, that shelf of vases is probably the only one. So you could pick out like an individual vase if you wanted. All right, so um. Yeah, I, I can show you right now that it's it's very real. Um, and I kind of um, pull the gauntlet out from uh, from underneath the um, the little cover that's over us. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, so if I show this to you, you know, those those vases over there are replaceable, right? I could just pay for whatever I, you know, mess up. What are you talking about doing? Well, just proven to you that magic works. I'll, I'll be able to shoot something right out of this thing at one of your vases. It'll just blow up right in front of your eyes. And you could even see the shards of glass on the floor. How do I know that that came from nowhere and isn't just some sort of a parlor trick that you have devised? I take off the gauntlet and hand it to him. Show me where the parlor is. That doesn't make any sense. Parlor is a room. <laughs> Well, yes, but I, I'm saying that, like, it absolutely exists, you know, because it happened. It's not like I'm going to take out my gun and shoot it. Which, by the way, my gun works on magic, too. <laughs> I'm not an engineer, and so I wouldn't even know what to look for. But I've talked to enough folk that I understand that people are very clever and wily. Okay, so, um, well, I'm starting to see that that's a, a pretty much dead end. What do you think of, um, of Fillmore's uh, other... Um, sort of romantic liaisons. I mean, Mr. Fillmore is banging half the town, or at least trying to. I mean, wouldn't you if you had his kind of dough to sling around? I don't find myself much attracted to the simpletons that are around here with their sloped foreheads and drool coming out of their teeth. Fair. Although, Sylvia Jorgensen, she's kind of a looker. <laughs> but she's turned down Elmer multiple times. Uh, so has she ever turned you down? He kind of uh, looks at the ground and looks around a little bit, and he goes, To be quite honest with you, sir, I have not gathered up the gumption to ask. Oh, it's never going to happen if you don't ask, buddy. 
A fair point, a fair point. Maybe after all of the troubles are done, I will consider it. But uh, I want to go back to the Imperium at some point, and I feel like getting involved with somebody who is tied to this area would also tie me to this area. Yeah, I guess that's true. Unless you could convince her to come back with you. I mean, a lot of times that happens. He kind of looks off into the distance and he goes, Imagine if my dad could see me bringing home a girl like that. Man. And then he uh, goes back to... Uh... <laughs> and so, um... But, but yeah, to, to keep this um, kind of thought train moving, um, oh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Marie? She's a psycho. That, that woman is perhaps more intimidating than Elmer Fillmore and whatever is creating all of this nonsense combined. She speaks Venom, and that is it, sir. Yeah, I've been starting to hear that. Um, I was told earlier that he, he's kind of been seen with, uh, with uh, the deputy's sister. Ah, yes. The comely-looking redhead. Doesn't have a lick of brains in her, though. Not, not, not a smart person, I, if I do say so myself, but nice enough. But yes, I, I do see her gallivanting with uh, Mr. Fillmore on a regular basis. Has that come to an end recently? He, um, he kind of thinks about it for a second. And then you see him walk over um, to a drawer below this mirror, and uh, it's, the, it's the bottommost drawer. And he pulls out this little leather-bound uh, book, and he starts kind of paging through it and paging through it and paging through it. And he goes, I haven't seen them together since, well, since the disaster with their children. Well, not Rebecca and Elmer's children, of course. They do not have any children, but with Ingrid and Elmer's <laughs> children. Was there ever any sort of, um, you know, lovers' quarrels in kind of public eye with them two, or were they always kind of nice to each other? Well, she did throw a small fit in front of the mansion one time, and that was what, well, that was what confirmed my suspicions that there was something going on between them. Okay. Do you know what she was yelling about, or were you too far away? I would imagine that it's the same thing that most, uh, affairies? Affairists? Yeah. Women That's involved fair. in affairs? You know, but the same things that they're always, uh, upset about he she probably wanted Elmer to leave his wife and join up with her all right um this is gonna be a, a, a weird one to ask but uh ashley smith was he ever hooked up with her like i know she worked for him but uh did they have something going that's a really interesting question because the oddest thing about elmer and ashley is that she was with him almost everywhere. And then, one day, disappeared. No one knows what happened to her. You didn't happen to hear the rumors from up in the mine? Sir, I would love to hear whatever rumor that, is, that it is that you have. And he uh, pulls out his, he pulls out a pen, or a quill probably, and uh, dips it in some ink and gets ready to start writing. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, this is a rumor, of course. Um, you know, but uh, rumor was that um, she came up to the mine alone one day and uh, 
was kind of canoodling with uh with one of the miners up there named Gordon Lightfoot. You're kidding. Hand hand to Ernie. Um, you know that's that's what I heard up there, and um, a couple of miners were the ones that said it. He's scribbling furiously and looking. Do you have anything else that you could tell me about this? Because this is amazing. Um, but, but before that, you know, uh, had she ever had any sort of public outbursts with uh with Fillmore? He uh he again sort of scratches at uh at the bare spot where his chin is and uh, then kind of pages through his notebook some more and he says, from what I can recall, it seems like they've always had a very professional and good relationship. So they have in there uh, when that relationship might have started? Well, I have been, I have been here for two and a half years and all of his guards have not changed since I have gotten here. All right. Any other good, uh, uh, town hookups I, I should know about you know that kid lucius yeah or at least i saw, seen him being dragged around by his ear um from his mother well he's a fucking pervert and uh if you <laughs> no are shit careful, keep <laughs> your keep your windows closed because he'll look in them <laughs> okay let me tell you what miss polly called him looking in on andrea one time and she beat the living snot out of him and Marie came and tried to throw a fit, but she even knows not to mess with Miss Polly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, uh, how much do I owe you? Let's call it a silver. But don't tell anyone, that's not the normal price. I hand it over to him. Uh, I hand him two silver. I appreciate the tip. Yeah, no problem. Although I'm the only proprietor, so I guess it's not really a tip. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and, uh, he waves at you as you're heading out. All right. Um, I walk like almost all the way out, and then I like I I quickly like turn around. I'm like, you know, I just gotta at least show you. And then like I I grab one of the um vases off of the off of that shelf, and then like kind of go outside with it and put it about fifty feet away from me. Um, does he follow me out to the porch and and look? Yeah, yeah, he absolutely does. All right, and so um. Like, uh, I get in, in position, and I kind of, you know, like, shake my arms out a little bit and, and stuff and get ready, and get ready for my first time using this thing. And then, um, I hold my left hand out and, and focus on the, uh, the vase. And then, like, you hear this, like, high-pitched sort of wind-up in it and stuff like that. And then, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to charge it. And, uh, and so nothing happens. Well, that is a very fancy noisemaker that you've got there, sir, and I appreciate you showing me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but um, before he's able to uh, walk up and, and get the vase, all of a sudden, like, I, I start to go almost faint again, and my eyes light up, and my ungloved hand reaches out and uh, shoots an Eldritch Blast at it. Um, so what, is your, what does your Eldritch Blast look like? That looks like a sort of, um, like the vapor that comes off, like a really hot highway makes and stuff like that, but really concentrated so that it's hard to see through, but it is kind okay. of a, a transparent sort of look and, and has a lot of like, you know, just wavy lines behind it and everything like that. And it, uh, and it is super fast and just like shoots right out. 
and it's force he, damage. So whatever it hits, just like literally, just you know, either gets dented or blows up if it's you know something that can blow up like a glass vase. He looks at you, looks at the vase, and goes, "Nope, nope, no sir, no sir," and starts heading right back into the barber shop <laughs> and just continues saying "no sir" over and over and over again, like. You you can tell that uh, that uh, he's he's definitely trying to convince himself that what he saw he did not just see. And um, after it's done, like uh, Falk makes no recognition or reaction, like he had just done that, and then he just continues walking um, towards the uh, the Godfrey General Store. All right, and so you head in to. The Gottfried General Store. And as you recall, this place is stacked to the ceiling with stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there is no rhyme or reason or organization to anything. Like, it's just things were put where there was an empty spot, and that is about the gist of it. And you see that uh, Tethlil, um, you know, you can you can see he's uh, he's got his long black hair kind of pulled back into a ponytail so you can see his large pointed ears and he's um he's basically like moving some inventory into the back um it looks like a bunch of boots and clothing and things like that and uh then he will and then if you wait long enough he'll actually come back out with some with some different uh colored inventory and he's it almost seems as though he's just doing stuff to be busy, even though you can see a thousand different things that could be done in this place to clean up. Like there's dust everywhere. Yeah. Um, a lot of the walkways aren't clear. <laughs> and yet he's kind of keeping himself busy with this very mundane and unnecessary task. As soon as I see him, I, I yell out, uh, Taffy, how's it going? All right, I guess. H- how are you? Uh, I'm doing doing a lot better than than yesterday, uh, that's for sure. Um, uh, here's what I'm looking for, and like I, I grab like a, a sheet of paper from nearby and a, a pen, and I just start um, writing down a, a list of things and everything. Okay. And um, I'm I'm like leaving on the list like very exact, like sort of um, you know, like sort of uh, descriptions on there of precisely what I want and um I slide the the note over to him and I'm like do you think you could do all this and I take out the the gold pieces and it's um roughly like a little bit less than 55 gold and I just uh place the gold on the counter there and slide it towards him I'll do what I can and so uh I'm gonna be gone for a couple days so you got some time to you know get everything ready um when you're done would you be so kind as to take that stuff up to my room in the crossing house not a problem thank you taffy has everything been all right my head still hurts a little bit from last night but other than that you know um it would appear that things have gone relatively back to normal and that's thanks to you and well, I'll, I'll figure out exactly how much all of this will cost, and then I'll figure out some sort of a discount, because obviously you are the reason that we are here today and alive. Oh, 
So thank you. Oh, it was nothing. It definitely was not nothing. <laughs> did you did you see what it did to the telegraph office? <laughs> oh, I, I saw. Um, yeah, and and honestly, um, I think no one in this town knows uh, knows how good of a feeling it is to be alive and to remain alive than uh, than me. Um, how's your ma? She's not great, to be honest with you. Hmm. She's she's been wailing for Junior and Iris most evenings, and I keep trying to remind her that they went to the Imperium and they're not coming back. They probably got the telegraph about about Dad, and they just don't care. How long ago did they go out there? Before, before Dad ever took me in, definitely. I mean, it was at least 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. She's not a, a young lady. Junior and Iris are older than I am. Probably have children now. Well, um, tell you what, I, I live out in Farport, so, uh, maybe after this is all over and I'm back out there, I can and try to track them down. I mean, like, you know, keeping a distance at first. Just, you know, send word back to you, let you, let you know what's going on. Um, and then it, if it works out, you know, maybe we could establish some sort of connection. If, if you're okay with it, I would just like to offer it. So long as you promise to only send it to me, I... Yeah, sure. I just... I don't think... I don't think Ma could take it if they choose to not return. Yeah. I kind of reach out and kind of put my hand on his shoulder for a second and nod a little bit. Um, you, you should know, I don't begrudge them. They're, it's safe there. Huh, well. You need to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very, very safe there. Um, no, I'm, I'm sure they're okay. Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, 10 plus, uh, what do we got here? 10 plus 4. I rolled a natural one, you're good. One. You're good. Okay. I rolled a natural one, so you didn't even need to add, you're fine. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, uh, I just, I feel like I, I should probably do that for you. And so, um, yeah, keep an ear out for the telegraph office once they get it rebuilt, you know. Also, kind of sorry about that. The, the building got, you know, destroyed in that fight. You have nothing to apologize for. I, again, we we all appreciate you being here. All right, Taffy, you, you take care. Take care of your ma. Will do. You, you be safe out there. All right, and I kind of uh, straighten up my jacket a little bit and, and head back to the uh, crossing house to finally get some rest. Want more LCP D&D? All our info and content can be found through lcpdnd.com. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can share the show with friends or on social media. You can review us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you listen. You can pledge any amount of money at patreon.com slash lcpdnd. And you can buy LCP merch at sonerdware.com slash LCP. Regardless of whether you do these things or not, we would love to have you join our Discord server where we chat, post memes, and even play D&D together. Come play with us! 
The Discord link is in our episode descriptions as well as on our website. You can follow the show on Twitter at LCPDND. Tim Demuse, our DM, is Ida Grab Your Gun. Chris Riley, who plays Falk, is Chris Riley LCP. Wesley Sullivan, who plays Igmet, is Wide Wide Wes. Our guest was Kim, who played Alavari, and she is Metz Girl. That's M-E-T-Z Girl. She can be found primarily on the two podcasts, Beholder's Eye and Service Desk. And I, Brian Bridges, the player of Tom, can be found on Twitter as at ManlyBrian and on Instagram as Brian underscore Bridges. And that's all for this episode. Until next time, may Ernie bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. One of my favorite parts about the fact that it's just going to be uh, uh, Kim and Chris, or what you and Chris, or however we want to put it, um, is the fact that now we are going to catch all of the jokes that fall flat for Chris. <laughs> 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 oh that's man, the one, the one thing last time was a doozy. From the prologue, <laughs> like that's the one thing that I miss is uh just you and Brian basically going back and forth and then every once in a while you'll interject with a joke and we'll be like, "All right, moving on." <laughs> <laughs> and those are my favorite moments anyway. Um <laughs> well, what's great about it is that when mine fall flat, there's just straight up radio silence but when brian's falls falls flat everybody has to comment on it because <laughs> they're so awful well but your batting average is pretty good that's the other thing is like that would be like going up to ted williams and being like oh nana na, boo boo you struck out and it's like but i have the best batting average ever you know what i mean so sure. like brian who is below the Mendoza line of bat- batting average, like, he he needs to be made fun of when a bad one comes out because he really needs to pick his pitches. <laughs> you, however, you can kind of swing at some stuff. You could take some chances because who knows? Maybe you'll get a home run. Brian never gets home runs. <laughs> the furthest he gets is a double, and that's by accident. It's like a blooper <laughs> that goes over somebody's head. You know what I mean? I tell you what, though, he hit a straight up out of the park homer last time with that tusk line with the elephant. I don't even remember. Like, I am still laughing about that shit. It was about like when uh, Igmit got naked and then. Um, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. He yeah, said that right. he had some tusks downstairs and it made an elephant. <coughs> Holy crap. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to hearing Only the it. kind of stuff you find here. Right? Lots of dick and fart jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Lots and lots of dick and fart jokes. I'm glad Um, to add some vagina jokes to the mix. Huzzah! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Or let's be honest, just more dick jokes, because vaginas aren't that funny. Right? Like, I mean, (laughs) you have a point there. Dicks are far funnier (laughs) than vaginas are. Yeah, but now we get dick jokes from a completely different perspective. (laughs) (laughs) I would say I'm the only one on the receiving end, but I'm not so sure about Brian. (laughs) 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 I'm so sad he's not here to hear this right now. Oh, I'm glad that he's only going to hear it in editing. Like, what the fuck, dude? This is going to be the best. We're going to hear randomly in our chat in like two months. Yeah, I'm curious as to what, how much of this is going to actually make it into the episode, which right? is probably all of it, because that's what he always does.
It'll at the very least be at the end. <laughs>